0: Really, really quick, 30 seconds or less. How did Aaron propose?
1: Oh, it was very, very sweet. It was on Valentine's Day, and what? he surprised me with a limo oh, a and, like, a red carpet into the limo, and I'm like, what? And so then I get in the limo, and there's all these presents and everything, and I'm like, what is happening? Take notes, gentlemen. And so then they drive, we drive to Laguna, and... He has a whole setup on the beach with, like, his friends set it up ahead of time with a table and our picture, and um, in college, he was in a barbershop quartet, and so he had all of them come out in, like, suits, and they sang to me, and then he had, like... Video cameras rappelling down the cliffs. And I'm like, who are these people? I like, oh, and then he proposed to me.
0: Wait, were the video
2: it? cameras rappelling down the cliff a real thing? Yes. That was a very real so thing. So I'm, I'm trying to keep her back to this mountain yeah, it was kind of awkward. the he's cameraman like, is like scaling, like rappelling down the mountain with yeah. a video camera, right? And
1: I'm like, who's that guy in the video camera?
2: So the video dancing. camera is
1: like pointing at us. And then every time I look at Nora the video Jones. camera,
2: he's like... <laughs> I yeah. think it's just some creeper? Nora,
1: yeah, I was and like, who's this creeper? Like, heart video, my heart.
2: The barbershop quartet was saying yeah. heart of my heart.
1: So it was very, and God, the presents were like a wedding countdown and a bridal magazine. Oh, it was very sweet. Too much. And, take notes, boys. Take notes. Take some I was impressed.
0: Notes. Hey, super quick. Um, what's your favorite thing about marriage? <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> really? Really? Well, like, <laughs> really like to be honest. Well, yeah, uh, favorite thing is really uh, just being able to hang out all the time with, uh, it sounds cliche, but you know, your best friend. Yeah. Really just being able to, to do whatever, uh, whenever, and. Uh, whatever. Yes. Whenever. whenever. That's cool, too. That's cool, too. <laughs> That's probably the best Ew. part, really. That
1: was gross.
2: Anyways, I didn't say it. You guys are. Th- You're gross. Think what you want. I know. Think what you want. <laughs>
1: I would agree. Huh? Best friend. Like, you get to hang out, and, you know, you've got someone you could tell, like, anything to. And that's yeah. important. That's you awesome. do life together.
0: Um, what's one thing you wish someone would have told you to before you started dating?
1: Um, I think one. so later, after we were married, we went to, like, this marriage conference with people from church. And one thing that they said really stuck out to me because you're always told to write down a list of things that you want in a spouse when you're a teenager, right? Or when else. And so you write down all the things that you want in someone else. And they said, maybe instead of doing that, write down something, you're, all the, a list of all the things you're willing to sacrifice for someone else. And that's like true marriage because you go into it with these great expectations that this person's going to fulfill everything that you need to be complete. And that's, Uh, not true at all. In fact, you end up realizing like compromise and like, uh, I mean, so many things that you have to sacrifice of yourself in order to make the marriage work. So that was a big, that was something that was eye-opening to me.
2: I would, I would just kind of add, you know, we kind of all always hear the idea of the one uh, or a soulmate and the only, and, and that's fine, but the only danger that there is in that idea is you're always looking for someone to complete you yeah. um, and that's complete. just that's just a lie altogether because there's not one single person out yeah. there that will ever complete you. The only Sorry. one that ever will do that is Jesus Christ. That's so right. um, hey, so what's um
0: What's one thing that, um, what, one big thing, I mean, obviously there's a handful of stuff that you guys can probably mention, but what's one major thing that you think um, helps in making your marriage healthy, um, joyful, successful, adventurous, all that? What's one major thing?
1: Talking crap on each other.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, well, just not taking life so seriously. Yeah. Like, taking each other so seriously. I mean... Have
1: a sense of humor. If,
2: if people heard the way that we joke around with each other on the daily, they'd be like, whoa. Like, But like, we <laughs> think it's hilarious. That's why I said, yeah. I guess, Kristen Wig for her. Because we just joke around... Right. All the time. Yeah. Just keep humor in your relationships and don't get butthurt about stuff. Like, yeah. oh, you didn't say I look nice. You didn't say you like my haircut. You know, that kind of crap. I know. So, he'll be like, what does this look like? I'm like, you're ugly. You yeah. Know? Yeah, seriously. This like, ma- it makes you look fat.
1: Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah.
2: Like, we, can, we talk about really like that. Bad seriously. <laughs> just don't let things offend you. Yeah, have fun. Lighten up, y'all. That mic is just, was turned off. You don't have to mute her, guys. You have to mute the yellow mic. Yellow Mike? Hello?
1: Hello? Hello? Hot, hot. It's, oh, okay, there we go. Hey, I'm there back.
2: I'm hey, can
0: I just, this will sound like probably the most, like, the biggest heresy that you'll hear in a church, but thanks for not giving, like, a super-duper, ultra, like, biblical response yes. to that. Yes. You know, because so often, like, what you'll get in church is, okay, well, the best thing that I could tell you is put Jesus at the center of your relationship. Yes. Like, well, yes, of course, Absolutely. <laughs> But also, like, that's just great wisdom, like, that maybe you won't always hear in church. You might not necessarily read in your Bible. But living a Christ-like like, life gets you to a place where, yeah, like, you don't have to be offended by stuff. And you can have fun. You can have adventure and all of that. So, hey, really good stuff. I want to get into one of our uh, questions that was pre-submitted. Um, and we'll hit this one pretty quick because it looks like we're already kind of gathering a line back there. But um, uh, this question was for Aaron. Aaron. Um, how do you know when you're ready to date? All right, so. When your parents say you're ready.
2: One. <laughs> Seriously. Well, also. Yeah, yeah, to tag on to that, when your parents say you're ready, um, your parents might say you're ready when you're not ready, though. No uh, but if you, don't, if you don't have permission from your parents to date, then you shouldn't date. The Bible says obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. So um, that is Step one. But whenever, you know, you ask that question, um, when do you know you're ready to date? So I think the first thing that we need to do is look to the Word of God, right? In every situation, we look to the Bible. So the first place that you turn, if you have your Bibles, is to, just kidding, because there's actually not any Bible verses about dating. Um, there are verses about, re, about relationships, right? So um, here's, here's what I would say. I would flip the question and say, here's how you know you're not ready to date. Okay. okay, if you're taking notes. Number one, this is how you know you are not ready to date. Because you're looking for someone else to make you feel good about yourself. Your identity and self-worth must come from Christ. Christ. Your life is headed for a disaster if you're looking for someone else to fulfill all of your needs. Can I get an amen? Amen. Number two, you know you're not ready to date because you just got out of another relationship. Oh, We all know that guy or girl, you know, the one that has more rebounds than Joel Embiid. Uh, If you just got out of a relationship... If you just got out of a relationship, you need to take the time to heal. You need the time to mature and to grow. Otherwise, you carry the hurts and wounds from previous relationships into the next. Number three, here's how you know you are not ready to date. Say number three. Number three. three. And I know I'll probably catch some flack for this, but you know you're not ready to date because you're not old enough. Sometimes... People are just too young to date. Uh, but Aaron, my dream is to marry my high school sweetheart. We met freshman year in chemistry, and we just everything. We just had chemistry, and so
1: the class.
2: We had we chemistry, had the and then, then chemistry yes, together. that was the that was the joke. Thank you. Yes. Um, just reiterate. That's yeah. That's what we do. Um, so those things can happen. You meet in high school, and then you, uh, you get married, and you have the little cute kids in the house with the white picket fence, and everything is great. But let me just say statistics show less than 2% of high school sweethearts get and stay married. Say 2%. 2%. So that dude you're married, that you're dating right now in high school, that girl you're dating right now, okay. guess what? Girl or guy, yeah. You're probably not going to marry them. Um, You might. You might. I'm just saying statistically. Okay? I'm not shooting you down. I'm just saying you probably won't. While there is no right age to start dating, I would say that with age comes maturity. And the more that you mature, the more prepared you will be to maintain a healthy dating relationship. Plus... I think it's a heck of a lot easier to go on a date when your mommy's not driving you around in the minivan. Tell him. Tell him. And I tell you that from experience. Sorry, she didn't have mom. A Sorry, mom. I love you. Didn't have you. a minivan. It, well, there. Yeah, she did. In high school, she did. Okay. No, no, that. What? Okay. Number four. You know you're not ready to date because you haven't invested time in getting to know yourself You haven't invested time getting to know yourself before you have an understanding of anyone else you have to know who you are Okay, and I get it That is a lifetime of A process of finding out who you are you are discovering that every single day but past present future All of those things need to be worked through before you can ever understand what true love really is, okay? Number five. Say number five. Number five. You know, you're not ready to date because your relationship with God sucks. It's good. Or it's just non-existent. Your relationship with Jesus needs to be strong before you ever start dating anyone. You need to be spending time in the Word. You need to be spending time in prayer, in worship, here in church, here in youth. You need to have a thriving relationship with God before you start any dating relationship. And if you think that your dating relationship is going to get better, if you think your relationship with God will get better when you start dating someone, you've all seen the picture, right? The person that's sitting in the chair, it's easier to pull them down out of the chair than to pull the person up, right? So that is what will happen. Missionary dating is not generally something that works, okay? Make sure your relationship with God is strong first. What's that?
1: Can I add something to that? Sure, right you quick? can. Thank you. Yes. I Okay, here's why you want to have a strong relationship with God before you get into a relationship. I dated a lot of non-Christians when I was younger, okay? But when you date someone who's a Christian, you have the same beliefs, um, they're less likely to hurt you in ways that other people who don't have those beliefs, you know, They, why would they not cheat on you if they have no boundaries? You know, they have no guidelines. They have no reason to do that. When you have someone who believes in God and believes in the Bible and it's um, important to them, you have more trust in that person. Um, you both are on the same page. I think about that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I would have married, like, somebody I dated who wasn't a Christian, like, what would my life look like? And I'd always, would I always be worrying? Like, where are they? And, you know, like, are they talking to other girls? And are they doing other kinds of crazy things? I I will say I've never once in my marriage thought for one second Aaron had ever done anything like that. I've never worried about it once because I know his beliefs are so strong. Like, and that is a gift. That is hard to find. So if you can find that, find it in someone
0: and I, I'll sure. just, we're, we're, we're going to take a live question in just a second, Janelle. But uh, last thing I'll say about that is same. Like, I've never yeah. had, like, any suspicion with Amber ever. But one of the reasons why is because before we got married, Amber was faithful with me. So now that we are married, she's faithful to me. Yeah. Yeah. See, if Amber, cool. if Amber was able to say no to me, someone that she loves and someone that she's in relationship with, for years until we got married, yeah. well then I know that Amber because of her faith, because of her beliefs, man, there's no there's there's no one that could ever that like, she would ever like get pressured into making a mistake. Yeah. But see, and someone man, if you're in this room and you're like, whoa, like what the heck? Like, if you're not a Christian, then you're less of a person, so you're not worth dating. Like, no, that's not what we're saying. Here's the thing. If you're if you're not a believer in the room, this is just as much for you as it is for the Christians. See, know this. If you're not a Christian and you date a Christian, this is what's going to happen for the rest of your life. If you marry that that person who's a Christian, for the rest of your life, they're going to be like, go to church. Go to church. Come on, go to church with me. Please go to church. Oh, believe in God. Like, love Jesus. Oh my gosh, you got to love Jesus. Please love Jesus. Please love... Oh, come on. Go, we're going to summer camp just a couple months away. Please, please. Please, two hundred and fifty dollars is not that much money. It's worth it. I promise you. Go, 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 and you will spend the rest of your life as a non-believer being pressured into having a relationship with God. And yo, that's not fair to you. Mm -hmm. So it's just as much for you. It's not a value thing. It's just like, man, if you want to get good at basketball, who do you hang out with? Well, you don't go to Tiger Woods and say, "Help me with my free throw." That doesn't make sense, you know. So, absolutely, great, great, great wisdom. Janelle, who do we got back there?
3: We have Hannah Mango back here. Hannah
0: Mango, what's up? Hannah, what's your question?
3: I wanted to ask if you have a friend who's an unbeliever, how do you give them relationship advice?
0: Wow, that's really good. Great question. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Wow, okay, I'll start. I'll start. Not everybody at once, guys. Um, How do you give them advice if they're not a believer? That's the question, right? I think that as believers, we can encourage others with the way that we live our life. And because they don't have that belief, we don't have to say, well, you have to do it because I have these standards and these set things. But I do believe, and I've seen it in my life with my non-believer friends growing up, they would be inspired by the choices I would make in my dating relationships. They would be inspired with my Um, me saying that I'm a believer and actually walking that out in relationships and being honest um, when I made mistakes and how I worked through that with God and how I prayed about that, you know, and how I messed up, and when they saw the reality of my relationship with God and how that affected every relationship, including dating relationships, it encouraged them. So just like God talks about us being a light, there's scripture that talks about us being a light, and that we should let that light shine, I think that what that means is that we have a genuine, real, honest relationship with God, we walk it out the best way that we can, and people will be encouraged and inspired by that.
0: And they always respond to people with grace first. Yes. Yes. Don't ever go if someone look. You can't you can't hold non Christians to yeah. Christian standards. That's yeah. called legalism. Yeah. You know, it's like we, they they don't believe the same things we believe. So it's like you don't go and be. Like, I can't believe you used. So and I Hannah, I know that you would before a group full of you know a mixed group like this. And always respond to people in grace first. But at the yeah. same time, don't be afraid. Even though they don't believe in the mm-hmm. Bible, don't be afraid to quote the Bible. And one of the things yeah. that I would say is hey. Like, I know you're not a believer, but here's what the Bible says about love. If this isn't what you're experiencing in your relationship, it's probably unhealthy. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, you've probably heard it at weddings and stuff. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It goes on and on. Go read that verse. And I would share with friends, like, hey, if this isn't what your relationship looks like, if ladies, like, if, if the guy that you call your boyfriend isn't choosing to be patient with you, If he's pressuring you, if he's hitting you with the, if you love me, then you will fill in the blank. Well, I would just tell my friends that even if they're not believers, yo, that's just not love. That's not real love. That's not like what a good relationship is. So I would, I wouldn't shy away from, you know, taking people to the word of God and, you know, just saying, hey, I know, I know you don't believe in the Bible necessarily, but I do. And there's a lot of good stuff in here. Here's one thing, you know, so
2: anything to add to that, Cranes? I I mean, scripture is always applicable. Yeah. Okay. So it's always applicable. It might not be transformational mm-hmm. to the person that's not a believer, but it is always applicable. So, like you said, if you share those things in grace, mm-hmm. if you just that verse from Corinthians, I mean, all of those things define exactly what love is. Yeah. And if you can't line that up, then you know that you need to make a change. Yeah. So. No, good. Yeah.
0: Hey, great question, Hannah. We absolutely love it. We got more questions back there, Janelle. We sure do. All right, who we got? Um, I question? think it's either Luke or Levi. Which I'm one is it? Sure. I'm just kidding. I'm, wait, me. wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Oh. I'm looking. That is, that's Luke.
2: It's Luke. I know. I know my
0: boys. Good job. Luke.
2: Okay. Hello. Uh, my question, I know you guys uh, kind of talked about this a little bit prior to my question, but my question is, when would be the perfect time to date? And also, if, if only 2% of relationships out of high school last, then why do people still date in high school?
1: Hormones.
0: <laughs> next question. True. Um, sure. <laughs> next question. No, i was kidding. Um, that's great. Hey, look, Amber and I, we, we dated in high school, and we got married, but, yo, we dated at the very end of high school. We dated at the tail end of high school. I think, I mean, just to maybe answer quickly, um, I think that you're ready, um, you're ready to start dating when you've stopped looking for the right person and you've focused on becoming the right person. And the biggest yeah. part of that is really, like, um, it's really, like, honestly, you can't do that, in my opinion. In my opinion, you can't do that unless you have a solid relationship with Jesus. Um, I think a, one very big practical as far as, like, ne- knowing you're ready to date is do you have people around you, connect group leaders, pastors, people older that are speaking into your life? Because yeah. if you don't, I promise you, you will fail. There's a reason why, There's a reason why the best... The best shooter in the entire world, Steph Curry, he still has a shooting coach. He still has a shooting coach. (laughs) The dudes broke every single record, and then he broke his own record. Inarguable. Inarguable. He is the best shooter of all time. You can't argue. He's not the best basketball player of all time. That's Kobe Bryant, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Don't at me, Kobe, all the way. Um, but, yo, even even dudes like Steph, they have, a, they have a shooting coach. Man, I don't care how amazing you think you are. You need coaches in your life. So I think that that's probably some of the
2: ways that you know. Anything to add? Not really. I mean, basically, it's exactly, the you know, the five things that I said are not. You flip those and make them positive, okay? Yep. So you know you're ready to date because you are not looking for someone else to make you feel good about yourself and so on. So all those you know, those five things we said earlier, just flip them to being positive, and that's when you know you're ready to date.
0: Hey, great question, Luke. Man, I, I think that's a really good one. Hey, I wanted to jump really quick to a, um, a question that was submitted in our question box. Um, this is one that uh, we're going to look to Adrian for. Um, pretty, pretty serious question. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to answer this one. It says, uh, how do I deal with self-worth and self-confidence issues? How can I love someone else if I don't love
1: Okay, that's like a really complex issue that's hard to answer in like a short amount of time, but I don't think there's a human being on this planet that hasn't dealt with at some point self-worth or self-confidence issues. It's something innate in all of us that we struggle with all the time. Um, And it's because I believe in, in some sense we're somewhat created to compete and therefore we're created to compare Um, And so we're constantly looking at other people saying, okay, I need to achieve that. But then you realize, like, once I've achieved that, I don't feel satisfied. So then I need to keep going and going and going. So what it comes down to and, you know, kind of, I didn't want to get too psychological because that's where I go. (laughs) It's like psychological. Um, But low self-esteem, low confidence, and low self-worth are mainly about disordered thought. Okay, so it's a lot of thoughts you have that are probably negative, that aren't even real, but they're constant, and you obsess over them. And so it's just disordered thoughts constantly. So... It's something that you need to learn to manage, and part of becoming more mature, part of becoming more mature and therefore becoming um, someone who can now be in a relationship, you need to learn how to manage those thoughts. Otherwise, your relationship will be dysfunctional, I promise. Um, So thoughts are powerful, would you agree? Thoughts are very powerful. If you've ever stayed up at night worrying about something, you realize how powerful they are, and they affect your biological, your chemistry inside of your body, as well as emotional and spiritual. Um, So it's really important to manage them. I have dealt with severe anxiety my entire life, practically, um, diagnosed like panic disorder when I was 16 years old. And that an an anxiety disorder is mainly about It's you go through therapy in order to change the way you think about irrational fears, right? So I know a little something. I actually got a degree in counseling because this was so important to me and it affected my life so much. Um, And so I believe that um, thoughts have the ability to create beliefs, phobias, um, ambition, failure, good grades, bad grades. Uh, good relationships and bad relationships. Your thoughts create those things, okay? So thoughts create beliefs. Beliefs create reality. So it all starts with thoughts. So first of all, who's putting thoughts into your head? Um, Is it social media? Accounts you're following? Is it your friends? Is it uh, celebrities that you like to follow? Is it the music you're listening to? Um, I, when I was younger, listened to a lot of sad music because for some reason, I was like, I wasn't emo.
0: That's I okay, was like we low-key
1: emo, I think. And like, I would sit in that sad music and just be like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like, <laughs> life's so hard and like, nobody loves me. And, you know, and it was almost like I enjoyed that pain for some reason but it created dysfunction and distortion in my head, and I see that now. Um, So is that feeding your thoughts, things like that. So things to watch out for. Now, you may say, okay, cool, it's my thoughts. How do I change that? Um, That's a difficult question to answer, but first of all, let's say you're having thoughts like, I'm so ugly. I'm so ugly compared to everybody else. I'll never get a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I'm stupid. I'm so dumb. I fail all my classes. I'll never be anything. Um, Thoughts like that. First one I want you to say is don't make them so, don't own them so much by saying I am stupid or I am ugly or things like that. I want you to change it and say I'm having the thought that I'm not good enough. God, I'm having the thought that I'm not attractive or I'm having the thought that I'm really stupid and it changes something in your brain chemistry to say I'm having the thought it takes that thought and separates it from who you are and it's really important to 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 start to train yourself to do that okay and that's just a little itty-bitty like drop in the bucket I know it's so much goes so much deeper than that um and if thoughts become obsessive for you to where um, it's very harmful and you're almost scared of your own thoughts i encourage you to get some help from either pastors or counselors because it's not healthy and you can fix it i promise you can get help with that um, but tell somebody okay so i know it's one thing to just be like oh, i'm ugly and you look in the mirror and you're like my hair is stupid i'm so dumb and then it's one thing to be like i hate myself okay so that's different so just make sure you know the difference between those things okay so I'm going to go into the second part of the question a little bit, which was, how can I love someone else if I don't love myself? So I talked a little bit about how to deal with, like, low self-worth or low self-confidence, things like that. And this goes a little bit back to kind of what he was saying, um, which was, I think, more than being able to love someone else when you don't love yourself is expecting that person to love you enough for the both of you and that's impossible, okay? So if you expect someone else to feed you enough value that all of a sudden you're gonna change the way you think about yourself, you're wrong. you're gonna put an extreme amount of pressure on that person to be everything for you and they're going to leave (laughs) or they're going to be broken down and they're now no longer getting anything out of the relationship and this will mess you up big time. So it's really important that you do love yourself, that you do figure out a way to be more confident, to have higher self-esteem in order to go into a relationship and have a healthy one. Um, Just a couple of scriptures, just real quickly to kind of go off of that. Um, Jeremiah 29 11 one of my favorites was for I know the thoughts I think towards you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope so whenever you have those really obsessive negative thoughts about yourself no it's not of God God would never want you to think about those things he's saying I have thoughts of only good of a future of hope of peace and not of evil So that's why it's really important to renew your minds, okay? So constantly be renewing your mind, whether it's reading your Bible, and I get it. Like, I understand, like, opening the Bible and reading a scripture, you're like, I don't get it. (laughs) Like, reading a story and you're like, I don't understand what that means, and I don't know how to apply that to my life, you know? I understand that. So obviously coming to church, talking to pastors, um, things like that is a way to renew your mind, but you want to constantly be refreshing (laughs) updating the apps in your brain (laughs) and so you don't stay in an old mindset constantly be renewing your brain get new thoughts in your head don't obsess over old thoughts you've thought since you were a kid renew your brain um one more scripture and then i'll kind of pass it on um isaiah 55 8 through 9 says for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways says the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. He's saying, stop. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Just stop. You have no idea what I have for you. Yeah. You don't even know how to think the way I know how to think. Yeah. So just stop and know that my plan is good. And, you know, become or get closer to me and I'll show you that. So that's just a little.
0: So good. So, and really what she's talking about with the, the idea of like thoughts, it's, it really is 100% biblical. Romans 12, she even used some of the phrasing. Romans 12, verse 2, it says, um, be transformed. Your life will be transformed by changing the way you think. Yeah. And can I just say really quick, too, for anybody who, who does struggle with toxic thinking, there's two ladies on this stage who have both been medically diagnosed with anxiety. I remember when Amber and Adrian met, and they're like, wait. You, you have anxiety? You have panic attacks? Oh my gosh. We're and like they were like science experiments <laughs> do <you> do? <laughs> to each other. Like, what do you do? What do you, oh my god, mints help you? That is so interesting. I've been using this essential oil. It was like, hilarious. and then me and Aaron are like, yeah, they go. don't get it. I'm like, I don't wanna know. Go. What's a panic attack? <laughs> Want to go watch Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, Let's go play magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nerd <laughs> like, life. But yet, like, yet young, young person in the room who thinks like, my anxiety will forever control my life look at now here they are, sitting on a stage, talking in front of all, and and even talking about their struggles, man, amazing, amazing, yeah, Yeah. hey, um, I think we have a live question in the back, let's take one of those, what's your name, what's your question?
3: This is Mari,
0: Mari, what's up, Mari?
1: Hi, uh, my
3: name's Mari, I don't really do this kind of thing, but I make myself do it all the time because I'm shy. So I'm sorry if my voice sounds like I'm underwater. You're awesome. Uh,
2: you got it, girl. So
3: I didn't grow up going to church. I grew up atheist, uh, agnostic for the most part, family, household. And I took myself for the first time in August. So my question is, how do I join kind of the church community when I have a past that I'm still trying to let go of? And I feel like that understanding isn't mutual.
0: So that understanding is, is, what was the last word you said? Like,
3: is it mutual? Like, a lot of Watch. people don't have that background. How yeah. do I connect? How do I ha- find discipleship? Yeah. That kind of thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Mari, right? Mari's your yeah, name? Mari. Yeah. Mari. Uh, first off, can I say, like, Amber and I did not grow up in the church, um, and we both had a pretty gnarly past as well. And so, um, but really quick, hey, just as a show of hands in the room, um, who in the room has made some massive mistakes and you have a gnarly past? Let's go. Hey, Mari. You're, not You're at home, girl. Hey, like, you're at home. Yeah. I tell people all the time, they'll be like, oh, well, I don't go to church. Why? Because there's hypocrites, and there's room for one more. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, you don't, you're going to not go to, like, some people are like, I- I ain't go-, people never say, I ain't going to go to the gym, because, you know, there's unhealthy people there. Like, what? You know, like, that doesn't make any sense. So, so know this. First of all, you are at home, and you are amongst a lot of people who have a past as well. And, man, like, here's the amazing thing is, like, God, the stuff that has happened in your past, God didn't do it to you, but he'll use it to bless it. He'll use it as a part of your story. He absolutely will. And so know this, um, uh, part of diving into, like, community and family, um, as far as, like, the way the Bible lays it out in church, uh, know this. Some of what you've dealt with, some of what you've gone through, you'll share it with some people. You won't share it with every person. You know, so but you need some girls in your life that'll come alongside you and walk with you. I think that's one of the most important things. So maybe that's Janelle. Um, I don't know if you've been on a Sunday morning, but uh, we do something called Connect Groups, and the reason we do that is because your life will flourish in the context of relationship. There's no lone wolves in the in the kingdom. It's all pack living. We're a pack. We're a family. And so, man, you need to find you some girls that'll walk beside you and some some girls who are like a bit older than you that can help walk alongside you. So I think that that's one thing. Anything else?
3: Yeah, I think um, I was going to bring up Sunday Connect Groups. That's the the whole reason why we do that in a small group with your same gender is because we want you to go deeper and we want you to have people that you can be honest and real with and and a safe place to have conversations like, hey, I'm I'm really struggling with this and I want to encourage anyone in the room. The word struggle sounds negative and people think of it negatively and I'm even me. Um, I, But I've shifted my thinking on struggle. It means you haven't given up. You're still fighting. So struggle is not a bad word. It just means you're fighting off. The things that you, you, you're walking away from, you're just, it's not a bad word. So we all struggle with something, and it just means we haven't given up, and that's the greatest thing about our faith. Do not give up. The only reason someone has had their faith for years and years and years is because they haven't given up. We all face things. We all have a past, whether you grew up in the church or not. I can tell you, I didn't grow up in the church, and there's craziness in my background, but people, I know people that have grown up in the church, and there's craziness in their background, too. We're all trying to walk this journey with God. God and do it together, do it in community, um, yeah, just encourage you to dive into the community we've tried to create yeah. here, mm-hmm. so. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Anything else, Cranes? I just, I mean, the love of God has no conditions, and, and this is something we've actually been talking about as a staff, that it doesn't make sense to take a shower before you take a shower. We talked about this today, actually. It doesn't make sense to take a shower before you take a shower, Right. No matter what you've done or no matter what you've thought, God's grace is scandalous because it was extended to you before you ever extended any faith in him. Yeah. Does that make sense? So just know that, I mean, every single one of us, We've whether we grew up in church or not, we all have sinned. The Bible, that's exactly what scripture says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And uh, so thank God for the cross, Absolutely. because no matter what we've done, no matter what we've thought, no matter what our faith or faithlessness has been, He always extends His love towards us yeah, when and we were sinners. Just,
1: and just real quickly on the thoughts, because I know you're probably thinking, I don't belong, I don't fit in. Um, 99.9% of the time, our thoughts never come true, right? <laughs> and so when it, whether they're based on fear or uh, being insignificant or being... Um, not included or not part of something, 99% of our thoughts are not true. So just make sure that you don't get stuck in that rut because we love that you're here. If anything, I think everybody wants to, like, give you a hug and be like, thank God you're here. Like, please be a part of this. Like, we're just so happy that you're here.
0: Hey, know this. The enemy is going to try to remind you of your past. And I know this is cliche, but when the enemy reminds you of your past, just remind him of his future we win we win, we, win.
3: Yeah.
0: Good. Man. Good. we love you girl so glad that you're here hopefully that that hopefully that helped um how many questions do we have back there sitting because we are pressed two. for time too. can we this. can we commit to this can we dish these out really quick yeah. and then we'll move into response okay let, let, let's say uh these two live questions and then we'll move into response yeah, who's we this have, what's the question we
3: have miss kaylee here
0: miss kaylee what's up girl oh, what's, up? what's your question Talking to Michael. Since you. I'm not
3: dating yet, I have a question about friendship.
0: Awesome.
1: So, like, marriage material. What would you call friendship material? Not only for myself, but to find like friends.
0: That's really good. Uh, super duper quick. I'll say this. I kind of have. Um, I kind of get. I kind of have categories to my friends. Perfect example. The way I have categories for movies is the way I have categories for friends. There's midnight releases, which is all Star Wars movies. Um, yes most Marvel movies. After that, there's movie theater. After that, there's cheap theater. And then after that, there's Red Box, okay? <laughs> Cody. In and the same, sing- like, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Download it illegally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but in the same way, I have categories of friends. I have people who are really, really close to me who like I bring close, I spend a lot of my time with, I invite to my home, all of this. Those are the people that will help bring me closer to God and never further from him. You know, from there, after that, it's kind of like, okay, and then beyond that, a lot of my friends then that are out, outside of really like probably my top eight friends maybe, really more like five um, Beyond that, they're like a lot of them are believers, and they're not necessarily super encouraging my faith. But they're like, hey, they believe what I believe. We love doing life together. And then outside of that are people who are like, yo, I would hang out with you on a Tuesday afternoon, but we ain't never hanging out on a Friday night because what we do on Friday nights are completely different. But man, here's the thing, I love them all the same. The love is the same, but the access they have into my life is different. So that's what I would say. Anything else?
1: Cool. Hey, does that help?
0: Awesome. All right, last question. No pressure, but it better be a good one. I'm just kidding. Well, his name
3: is Franco, so he's already winning.
0: Wait, wait. His name is what? Franco. Franco. Yo, yo, Franco. James Franco. Franco. What's your question? Oh, his middle name is James. What? (laughs) Dope. Let's go.
3: Oh wait, his last name's Franco.
0: Oh. What's your first name? Raymond. Huh? Raymond. 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 Raymond James Franco. That's a nice name. Okay. So, what's your question, Raymond? So it's
2: kind of the flip side of the question earlier. Okay. Rather than um, how can you love someone when you don't love yourself, how can you love someone who doesn't love themselves?
3: Deep. I'm just oh, good. I think, okay, I'm going to start this off. And a lot of times people are like, what does it mean to fall in love? And it sort of kind of goes like, well, it's a a piece of it, of where I'm going in response to your question. Um, You allow yourself to fall in love. and, And that scripture that talks about guarding your heart from everything flows from it, you don't just like, boom, I fell in love. Wow, guys, like I'm in love, like out of nowhere. No, 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 no. You open up yourself. You allow them into places that other people may have not been. You begin to open up. You let your guard down in this area. You let your guard down in that area. And that's good for the person that you're planning to marry one day. But you choose who you open up your heart to and fall in love with. And so I would encourage you, why even start falling in love and letting your guard down with someone who isn't solid with themselves. Not perfect, we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about someone that is not ready to be married three to five years down the road, then you're kind of wasting your time. And it's gonna be harder later to break that off. So when you begin opening up places of your life, you let your guard down in different places, it's gonna be even harder to say no when you've already let them in. So you need to be really careful. Why even waste your time? Not that they're a waste of time, don't get me wrong. They are a person, they are loved, and they will. They, if their desire is to be married, they will find somebody, God will fulfill that for them. But all I'm saying is why why waste your time with someone who is just not at that place
0: of yeah. being ready? And, and now, like, she's kind of hitting the first half of your question, you know, in loving someone. But how do you love someone who doesn't love themself? Sure. I think, number one, as a dude, guys in the room, please, please, please hear me. You, we, we said, hey, so if you were a superhero, who would you be? Well, that's hilarious. But, like, check it out, guys. None of you are Superman none of you will save her. One of the best ways that you can love someone who doesn't love themselves is first and foremost obviously point them to God, point them to Christ. But second, point them to some ladies who can help walk life with them. Yeah. See, as guys, there's so much honestly. Girls, y'all confuse it. Like you guys, like I've been married uh, I've been married almost 10 years. I just have more questions at this point. I don't have more <laughs> answers, okay? But man, there's ladies that like will li- uh, we did a series called 13 Reasons Why Not, and one of the things that we talked about was how Clay, from 13 Reasons Why, he tried to be Hannah's savior. He was, you got to come to me. You got to text me. You got to call me. I'm going to save you. I'm going to help you through depression. I'm going to help you through suicidal, I'm going to be the one, I'm going to be the one, I'm going to be the one, and then she kills herself. Mm-hmm. Well, yo, if he, if, if he would have actually loved her, you know what he would have done? He would have said, I am an insufficient answer to the questions right. you have in your life let me point you to some yeah. let me p- point you to someone who can actually help like a counselor right. like a therapist like a pastor know this guys one of the best ways that you can love women in your life who don't love themselves is men get out of the way You be their best cheerleader. You can do it. Love you, back you, Here for you, love you so much. Here's some people I think that can really help you and push some godly women in their direction. But don't try to be their superhero. That's one of the best, best ways that you can love people. Anything to add before we close out?
1: Yeah, I I would just say, to go off of what he just said, like, the best thing you can do for someone who doesn't love themselves is to show them someone who does. And so that's all you can do, you know? And you can't love someone into loving themselves. So that goes back to saving. And it seems glamorous because of the movies to save someone and to be their everything and to get them to all of a sudden, you know, it's just like, you're my hero. It's, it's not that cute in real life. It's just not. It's, it's kind of ugly in real life.
0: And selfish. It's just kind of selfish yeah. because what you're doing is you're trying to fulfill an emotional, like, fulfillment in yourself that, like, yeah, I, I did my good deed. Yeah, I helped, I helped them get, but, man, like, Jesus can do that. Yeah. Only Jesus We're saying,
1: man, she can't live without me. Like, yeah. that's going
0: to be a yourself. problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, Get over yeah. yourself. Come on now. Yeah. Hey, has this helped you guys? Have you enjoyed this? Come on. Hey, can we give it up for the cranes? Man, come in. And... Hey, as uh, Aaron and the worship team gets ready, um, our series in a sentence is this. You have a God-shaped puzzle piece in your heart. Allowing God to fill it is where true love starts. And tonight, man, there's been so many questions that have been asked and, all the, and some about fulfillment, some about purpose, some about all this different type of stuff. But can I just tell you tonight, man, ultimately, all of it, it begins with Jesus. It begins with a relationship with God. See, God, God created us. God created us. And I I loved Mari's question tonight about how, you know, she grew up atheist, agnostic, but now she's living for God. Here's the amazing thing about that. In the beginning, when God created Adam and Eve, they sinned. They made mistakes, right? Like, they they messed up. And then what we get next is that they then hide from God, and then God goes looking for them. Have you guys ever caught that in the story of, of Adam and Eve? Have you ever caught the fact that God walks into the garden and says, Adam, Eve, where are you? Well, can I tell you God knew where they were? God wasn't asking a question because he lacked information. But it's amazing to me that God went into search mode. And what did he do? He chased after his kids who had made the mistake. Maybe tonight you're in this place and um, relationally, you've made some mistakes Maybe tonight you're in this place and you've given away a part of your heart or even a part of your body, part of your mind, that you are now sitting here in like this pool of regret. Can I just tell you tonight, we serve a God who's actually chasing after you. And even if, even if you're in a place in your life where you're literally hiding from him, like you're running from him. And tonight you just happened to be here because a friend brought you and you're sitting here like, I don't even know how I ended up here. Can I tell you, God loves you so much he's chasing you down. That's how much he loves you. All, this, all, all the mistakes, all your past, man, that, that can be washed away in a moment. And so you're going to have the, the opportunity in just a second to have that type of moment. So hey, all over this place, would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? I know this is a, it's a public setting, but um, a private moment right now. If, you, if you're in this place and you say, like, man, like, I'm hearing this and I, I got questions too. And I've made some mistakes. and I've been looking for love and fulfillment and I can't find it. Maybe you're in this place and like Adrian was talking about, maybe you have some toxic thoughts and you need to change the way you think. You know, that, that begins with a relationship with God. You'll never come in last by putting God first. So tonight, if if you're in this place and you're like, yeah, I wanna start a relationship with God. I wanna start a relationship with this Jesus that you're talking about. I'm gonna ask you to respond in just a second, in a really simple way. I'm gonna count to three, and I just want you to raise your hand. And I just ask that that you raise your hand because I believe when we respond on the outside to what God's doing on the inside, it solidifies it in our hearts and our minds and in our souls. So hey, if that's you tonight, this is your moment. This is your time. If tonight you're like, I want to start a relationship with Jesus. I want to know that the day that I die, that I'll be in heaven with God. This is your moment. This is your time. When I get to three, you raise your hand. One, tonight's your night. Two, don't hesitate. Three, all over this place, shoot your hand up if that's you. Okay, hands going up everywhere. Anybody else? Anybody else? Maybe you ran away from God. Maybe you were doing your own thing. And Maybe even a relationship pulled you away from your relationship with God and you want to come back tonight. Man, if that's you, just lift your hand right now in this moment. Amazing. Anybody else? Anybody else? Awesome. Hey, you can put your hands down. The Bible says confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and he rose from the dead and, and you'll be saved. So that's what we're going to do right now. But hey, we're a family. Like We do everything together. So whether you raise your hand or not, would you pray this? Just pray this right out loud, right after me. Would you say these words? Say, Lord Jesus, I've struggled, but you're going to save me. Jesus, I believe that you've died for my sins, but you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm going to follow you. No looking back, no turning back. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen, amen. Amen. Can we welcome people into God's family right now?